This is People Like Us, a show about Alt-MBA alumni. Here's Iris Latour from Alt-MBA 23. So Iris, you grew up in a family where your father was a Dutch scientist and your mother was a Mormon lawyer. What was it like growing up in, in that household? Yeah, it is a really interesting origin story. I, I actually grew up in Belgium in the Netherlands. That's where our, our my parents raised me. Um, and I do also need to start off by saying I was the middle of five children. Um, so that I think that also <laughs> speaks a lot to who I've become. Um, so growing up in a house like that, uh, it it was decided before uh, I was born that we'd be raised religious. So uh, we were all raised going to church every Sunday and really, um, really putting our trust in, in God and, and having this idea that um, that family was really important. That that's one thing that, uh, you know, I'm, I am no longer Mormon, but that, that is one thing that I'm happy that I was raised with was uh, that family was really seen as just kind of the center of, of everything. Um, and so my parents, uh, my, my father stayed atheist. He didn't, he wasn't brought in. Um, uh, my, my mother would have liked that, but, um, but I think what they did a really good job of teaching us was that it's just really important to, uh, do things with love and, uh, really important to love yourself. Um, and, uh, I'm just really grateful that that's something that I was able to learn from them. Uh, Cause I think that's kind of a hard lesson for a lot of people to learn throughout their lives. And, and that was one thing that, uh, that they definitely wanted me to have. And I could definitely see that in the way that they raised me and they both. Yeah. As you said, my mom was a lawyer. My father was uh, a doctor decided he didn't want to be and uh, went to business school at, at Stanford. That's where they met this Dutch guy coming over to Stanford and they both just thought education was really, really important. And so um, the way that I, the way that I wanted to make them proud, and then also a way that I found that I could be proud of myself was just really focusing on school, working really hard, um, going that extra mile. I, I loved working for the A, um, the, you know, just kind of the, um, uh, the classic, classic, you know, working for the teacher, getting that good grade. Um, but I also loved being creative about the way that I approach things. And, uh, and that's something that I tried to do in school too. I, I grew up very musical. That's also a big part of being Mormon is you're always singing. Um, so we're a singing family and, uh, my, my parents made sure that we were singing and, uh, kind of finding outlets for our creativity that way. Um, and so I was, kind of able to, or I tried to bring those things together, education and, and art. Um, those are always a big part of my life when I was younger. Did you end up working in education or going to grad school or, or where did that, where did that love for education take you? So where that first took me is I wanted to become an educator. I loved school so much and I, appreciated my teacher so much. And I thought it was so, um, I just really looked up to the fact that they gave their lives to helping other people receive that same gift. And I think that's where it came from, but I just remember from a very young age, 
And both of my sisters actually worked in education as well. Um, and we all three in different ways, uh, worked in remedial education. So I used to work with, uh, students who needed one-on-one help to close gaps between them and their peers. So I had a lot of, uh, a lot of students who maybe had been diagnosed with dyslexia and were having trouble reading or, um, a bunch of young boys who maybe were diagnosed with ADHD and, you know, they just needed, uh, needed that extra attention. I worked with a lot of autistic kids who, um, had trouble with comprehension or people who were on the spectrum in different ways. So maybe it wasn't autism, but it was being on the spectrum in some way. And, uh, and I thought that that is where uh, I was going to end up and I was going to do that forever. And the reason why I, I left that, and I think the same thing happened for both my sisters is that I unfortunately realized that it, it wasn't going to be sustainable in the way that I wanted it to be. I I wasn't going to be able to, um, I kind of reached my ceiling pretty quickly, at least in, in the space that I was working and I didn't really see a future there. And so instead of helping to build up these kids and help get them to the next level, um, I decided to focus on not just young students, but people of all ages and not just teaching and educating, but, uh, building relationships. And so that's kind of where, um, where my next step was is, is I, uh, I applied and, and started working at this UX design firm. And what UX design is all about is helping uncover user goals and uh, needs and providing or designing a service or a product that will help them get there. And so I could see that fitting within my passion. Um, and that's when I learned all about UX design and service design and business design. And while learning about all these things, I still wasn't quite seeing myself get ahead. And I, I thought that going to business school would get me there. Um, and so for even as recently as a year ago, I was doing all of my MBA applications, um, applying to all these business schools and thinking that that's what I needed to do to, uh, to get to the next level. And it took a lot of, a lot of conversations with others and with myself to realize that, um, that I was really grateful for the work that I was doing. And I just loved learning by doing and education is not only about that, you know, that classic student teacher getting the grade relationship. I'd been learning my whole life and it wasn't just about being in school. And I think it was the realization was when I was able to acknowledge that, acknowledge the growth that I had been experiencing. It, all these conversations kind of brought me to the Alt MBA and just learn about um, all these different forms and structures and ways that we teach ourselves throughout our whole lives. And it's not about paying a hundred thousand dollars to go into debt, which uh, you know, people. I wanted to do that, and I think it. You know, it's great for a lot of people to to really go that route. But I realized that. Um, just the, the monetary value versus what I would get from it didn't quite match up for me. And it was a hard lesson for me to learn. Yeah. So it sounds like your, your relationship with education was changing. What changed for you in all MBA? There are so, there are so many things that I learned at the alt MBA, but one of the biggest lessons 
is that I learned to give myself an A. And I know I just talked about my, my parents teaching me to, um, to really love myself no matter what. But at the same time, I know that I, I, I judge myself. I grade myself. I compare myself to others. Um, I, I've, you know, I've, I've also had a, a journey being raised in a religion where women have a certain role and men have a different role. It also, I, I internalized a lot of things about what it means to be a woman and love yourself. And not all of that was very healthy. And, um, and so even though, even though they gave me that gift, it's still, it's been a long journey to, to be able to just say, you know, I love myself regardless of, of what I'm making or the grades that I'm getting or what I'm doing compared to what my friend is doing over here. And I think that's what I learned at the Alton BA is everyone is, everyone is developing and learning and growing at different rates. And it's, it's all about just being in a space, being in a safe space where you can recognize that and, and love yourself for, for that even love yourself and, um, and not be working for that, for that grade or that external, uh, appreciation. It's, it's really about recognizing your own strengths and, um, and just taking that leap and not being afraid. I think that the, the giving yourself an A, the not being afraid, the, the not being afraid to being, to be vulnerable. I think those were some of the biggest things that I took away from, from the ultimate and still do. Yeah, it sounds like you're coming up with your own rubric. What's next for you or what are you working on now? Yeah. What's next for me? I'm, I'm learning to really separate myself from how I'm viewed at work as, as defining my self value. That's, as I mentioned, that's a lesson that I'm still learning. Um, so I'm kind of creating my own brand and leaning into personal projects that I've been working on. Um, I know I mentioned before that art had been really important to me, music, and that's something that I kind of left by the wayside. And, and it's, it, it used to be a way for me to communicate my emotions and my feelings. And so not having that has also been a struggle. Um, you know, it's just in my head, it's not as easy as just picking up my guitar and writing a song. Like that's something that used to be really easy for me. And so, uh, I've, I've been trying to really dip in and access that creativity. And, uh, one of the projects that I started working on the Alton BA was I, um, I downloaded the Ableton software, which is a, a tool that people use or you can use to, to make electronic music. And I love dance music. I love house music. And so I started producing and I have a, a SoundCloud too called I Love You Let's Party. Um, where, where I've been, uh, where I've been uploading some of these tracks and I've only made three so far. It's a long process. I'm kind of nervous about it, but, um, but I've been doing that and uh, my, my partner makes music as well. And so I've kind of just seen how, how much, how easy it is for him to do. And I want to get to that place for myself too. So I've kind of redefined what it means to have art in my life. And it, I don't have to, I don't have to go back to what I was doing before. I can kind of change it. And now I'm working with like my computer and machines and making music through a machine, which is something so foreign to me, but I, I love it. Um, and one other thing, I started a, a website, uh, journalmethis.net. 
where I, um, I sell journaling products because I realize that journaling is, is such a gift as well. Um, I wouldn't say that I keep it up every day. I wish I did, but it's something I always have a journal with me. And I recently learned how to bullet journal, uh, which is all about really measuring your progress and, uh, and setting goals for yourself and, and seeing if you're really developing skills, uh, that you're, that you're, uh, that you're really being intentional about it. And so I decided to put together a website and my hope is that I put together, uh, some, some blogs, maybe a, a journaling kit so that people know which tools they need to, to purchase. So, um, those are two kind of side, side gigs that I've got set up for myself, um, that are separate from work. And I think it's really important that I'm not just focusing on work. Like I, I love it and I, I really love what I do. Um, but I think for a long time, I kind of let that define myself rather than what I'm doing for myself. Uh, what inspired you to start, uh, start those two projects? Yeah, it, I think it was really about, about finding a, a, a place where I could um, access my artistic side. Um, and, you know, I'm, it's like journaling, music. It's also about communication, right? And sharing something with others. And I think that... Uh, I mean, I can give you a little bit of background on, on where I love you. Let's party came from that. That actually started a few years ago. Uh, I love dance music. I love house music. I love the community, like the community that it builds, just being on the dance floor with people who are strangers, but connecting over this music. That's all about love and connection. It's, it's wonderful. And I noticed that a lot of the parties that I was going to in, in New York and San Francisco were, was very dark, uh, kind of focused on this, DJ in the center of everything. And usually it was a guy. So it was kind of this dark male centric space. And I wanted to bring a little bit of a femininity into it. Um, and that's where it started. And it kind of morphed into just, you know, bringing any, anyone, any talent, anyone who I felt usually wouldn't get featured at an event like this. Um, and so I, me and, and a couple uh, girlfriends started this group called I Love You, Let's Party. And it was all about bringing out the color and the excitement um, and, and uh, making sure that that had a place on the dance floor too. And then also inviting more women, female artists to be a part of this and, and people who are just kind of, kind of on the side, on the edges of, um, of this industry. Um, and it wasn't just about decorating or creating or event management or making something beautiful, but it was about that communication, communicating that everyone can be a part of this. It's not just focusing on one person or one style. It's there's all kinds of different ways that you can celebrate uh, being together. I love that. I love that you're leading from the front and, and that you're bringing in these different voices, these different ways. It, it, it actually, t- I think, ties into your your earlier work with with education and and helping other people discover how they how they learn and, and how they how they can grow. I love that. I didn't even think of that, Covington. That's wonderful. To close the show, I have I have one question that I ask all the people that I talk to. One of the goals of the show is to help alt MBA alumni connect. So how would you fill in the blank? Reach out if blank. 
Reach out if. Ooh. Oh my gosh. Um, Covington, you've got me stumped. Just, just don't reach out. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't. Even this is too that, hard. So. Just, just don't reach out. <laughs> <Just don't. laughs> oh my gosh, that's so good. Um. Okay. Reach out if if any of my story struck a chord with you, and you're interested in sharing your learning journey with me. I'm always interested in in hearing people's stories of growth and development and places they've gotten stuck. Too. I think that's what's helped me learn uh, the most is talking to others about that kind of stuff. So always open for conversations about that. Well, thank you, Iris, for being a part of this community and, and sharing your generosity with all of us. My pleasure. This was super fun. Thanks for listening. Check out the show notes for ways to contact Iris.